For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates, my Friday wrap-up show. Who or what are you celebrating? Well, I got my booster this week. Uh, I'm doing a concert tomorrow night. It will be my first time performing before a live audience in three years. So I wanted to make sure that I got boosted and that I would be ready and everything to do that before everything started. I have four phenomenal people waiting in the wings. I see that one has just arrived. So uh, we're ready to start. And I asked uh, Natasha, who's watching, Natasha Rose, who will be on the show next week, by the way, uh, to pick a number, uh, one through three. And she picked number two. And before I bring her on, uh, why not uh, just show a little bit of her upcoming show? Everyone, this is Barbara Minkus. You know, throughout my life, many people have struggled to say the name Minkus. When Danny Kay said it, it was magic. Ladies and gentlemen, Barbara Minkus. Get ready. Get ready for the judgment day. May all your storms be weathered and all that's good get better. Here's to life, the love, here's to you, here's to life, here's to love, and here's to you. Playing. Why? Uh, it, you know what's happening? It repeats like right after the. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you get rid of that feature because. You know what's happening? It repeats like right after the. You have another window open. Okay. You've got another window open. What should I do? Close out everything but the window that you want for this show. Thank you. While we're waiting for that, I'm going to bring Esther on. Hello, Esther. How are you? Hi, Richard. I'm wonderful. Uh, Thank you. How are you? I'm so thrilled that you are here. Uh, I want to ask, you missed the very beginning of the show, but I begin. Who or what are you celebrating today? Oh, I am just celebrating. I think this 
life today. I want to celebrate life. I am just happy to be here today. Well, I'm thrilled that you're here. Uh, what's happening in your career right now? I mean, a lot of people have been stuck because of COVID, but you're starting to come out of all of that. Um, are you working again? Are you on the boards? Are you in front of the camera? What's going on with you right now? Um, I would love to be back in front of the camera. So um, I, I'm not at the moment, but I would love to. Um, I am working right now um, on a cancer foundation. Good for you. Yes. So that is that is my main focus right now. Yes. Well, may I ask what got you involved with this particular organization? And you can give us the name of the organization if you'd like. It is the Breakthrough Foundation. It's uh, something that is from South Africa. It's in South Africa. And since I am originally from there, that is how I got involved in that. And um, we would like to bring it over to America. And um, actually, my father just got diagnosed with cancer. So it is something that's close to my heart. And um, I lost my mom to cancer. So, you know, so many people uh, had that happen to them or their family. So it's, uh, it's something everybody can identify with or know somebody who has it. So I'm very passionate about that. Well, first of all, I'm thrilled that you're doing the kind of work that you are doing. Um, now, I know that you're uh, originally from South Africa. Are you currently in South Africa? No, I'm currently in Los Angeles. Okay. I just got back from South Africa. Um, how did you make the trek to uh, from South Africa uh, to, did you first of all come to New York or did you go to Los Angeles at the beginning of your career? And some may remember you. I mean, I know here from all my children. Yes. I first came to Los Angeles and I auditioned here and I got the part from Los Angeles. And I was just getting comfortable in Los Angeles, finding my feet um, and settling in here and getting comfortable. And then I got the part on all my children and then had to move to New York and had to start all over again. And was uh, that an easy transition for you? Uh, it was easier than, than moving to America. Um, but it was a very big difference than living in South Africa. It was very much a, like a concrete jungle and I am from a small little village almost in South Africa, grew up on a game farm. Where in, uh, where in South Africa did you grow up? I grew up in Rustenburg, which is a really small town and also on a farm, a game farm. So it was very, very different to what I am used to. And now, I was scheduled, I was going to go on an African safari in February. I've been planning for this for two years. And the idea for me of being on two, especially now, uh, with there's still a lot of things that we don't know about new variances of uh, COVID and everything. When I found out there were two eight hour flights to, uh, to get there, I said, I'm going to have to put a pause on this. So I'm not going to... Uh, on this uh, safari. 
uh, in February as I had originally planned. But uh, so you're doing all the work now with the uh, Cancer Foundation. Um, are you finding that you're getting a lot of uh, opportunities uh, to audition right now? Or are things still a little slow because of COVID? Um, I think it's definitely a little slower now because of COVID. Okay. So we are going to bring our next guest on in a few moments. But one of the things that I do on Fridays is I've got four random questions. And you get to pull a number one through four. I don't know what they are. So it's going to be a surprise question for both of us. Okay. So I have to pick a number. One through four. Three. And the question is, if you could visit any place in the world, where would it be and why? Bali. I, I've always wanted to go there. Mm -hmm. It just looks beautiful. And I, I always had a yearning to go there. I don't really know why. Just the pictures look beautiful. Well, maybe we can go together someday, Esther. So that would be it. <laughs> I'm up for it. <laughs> I would too. So you get to bring on our next guest. Pick a number one through three. Four. Um, one through three. Oh, one through three. Sorry. Uh, one. And that's my dear friend, Terry Paris. Hello. <laughs> You've got company. Hi. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Who's Happy Kwanzaa. Oh, well, I thought you were going to ask what was the most, what was my most important thing today? Well, I'm going to get there, but I'm, first of all, I want to know yeah, about your cat. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Is that a Pekingese? No, it's a little Tibetan Spaniel. Oh, and beautiful. So adorable. There you go. That's looking at the camera, sweetie. Aww. Good girl. Yeah. <clears throat> How old is she? She's six weeks old. Wow. Oh, how beautiful. I, I, I bet her. I, that's my other lifeline, Richard. Is I, I know that. So tell everybody about your other lifeline, and we're going to get to everything that you're doing because you do so much. I've known Terry uh, longer than Terry's been on this planet. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We've known each other a long time. Long time, baby. And I've got a great photograph. Joe, I don't want to go back there because you you might not like it. So, uh, well, uh, I well, if you're there, I will like it. I don't even I don't even remember what the first show that we met was. It the Blue Angel? Oh my God! I auditioned at the Blue Angel. I didn't get it. Uh, you got okay. it. I, I did. I didn't. I didn't go right away. I went um, when my friend Crises. You remember Crises, right? Oh yes, of course. Lesser. Yes, um, absolutely. Told me to come and audition for it. So I did. Oh no, no, no! I get all this stuff confused. I would think I got that job because I was dating this French guy who was in the show. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, you know, and I went down every night and this was before I started doing impersonations. Right. But I, they were doing that in that show. So every night I got one drug, I got dressed up as Greta Garbo and then Judy Garland. And then, you know, and I just copied this makeup from books. So you and one of the guys, yeah, one of the guys who was doing Liza got, um, he started getting sick and, you know, he ended up getting hepatitis and the director, this French guy said, you come in tomorrow, you start rehearsal. And I'd never, you know, I, want to I ended you up you. on the chair. 
my you hair. Know, I back memories because I remember auditioning for the, uh, who was the producer of that show? Do you, uh, Peter Jackson. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I wrote down. Yes. Uh, so I want to ask you, um, I know that you are, uh, have you, did you take a, a hiatus performing? I know that you've got, I've got scrolling on the screen here, you've got two shows coming up. And I know that you also have a Christmas show coming up. Yeah, really soon. I got to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one tomorrow night. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I did take a hiatus for a while. I left the city kind of at the end of AIDS, you know, because we were all taking care of everybody and we all got, we all got burnt out. We, especially me, I, I just, you know, I said it was because of the dogs, but it was really because of that, because of that. I just wanted out. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I got out and I lived in this nice big farmhouse up in Westbrookville, New York. And I had a roommate and she said, she heard me sitting around the house all the time and doing all this stuff and everything. She said, they're auditioning at this, this uh, dramatic workshop up here, you should go. I said, no, I don't audition. I'm not going to go. And she you really, it's a vaudeville show. I said, oh, well, maybe. So I went and I told, you know, I told the Bette, Bette Midler, Sophie Tucker jokes. And I sang, um, um, I forget which Sophie Tucker song. And there was this guy in the back. And if he didn't look like one of the oldest queens I ever saw, I said, I got this. <laughs> I got this. So that's how I that's how I started working up here. I, I worked a couple of years with the dramatic workshop, and then they had a cabaret every year. So I started I started doing some singing, and I really realized that what I really wanted to do was <clears throat> was that was you know not the impersonations really. Although I sent you a clip of the PF thing, yeah, yeah, was yeah. was more of me. You know who am I and what am I doing? You know, so that's that's. Well, Terry, I want to put it out there to anyone who doesn't know, you have a phenomenal singing voice. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Uh, it's true. It's true. And I, you know, recently you had a birthday. Uh, so <laughs> how did you celebrate your birthday? Oh, uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still doing the dogs, you know, because they're so what it what what is a very good, you know, dog fancier do on their birthday they drive four hours to connecticut to get a girl bread because she came into season and she had to go luckily there were you know a couple of very good friends that i've known for a long time so they took me out to a birthday dinner in a nice place in connecticut and i my dog visited her boyfriend and we took her back well i'm going to ask you the same question that i asked esta if you could go any place in the world where would it be and why You know, to a bigger house around the corner. You know, <laughs> Good for you. I've I've been, you know, when we were with La Clique, I traveled so much. I'm sure you've traveled a lot too. Mm -hmm. And I've been to a lot of, you know, places in my life and time. And I, you know, I just like the idea of being really comfortable where I am, you know. And, and you are. How many dogs do you have currently with you? Um, not including the puppies, eight. Good for you. And God bless the work that you do, Terry. Uh, I, thank God. Um, so before we bring on our next guest, you get to pull the number one through three for your mystery question. Two. Okay. And your question is, if you could never work again, how would you spend your time? 
I think I know the answer. See? Yes. No. No. So bring on our next guest, one or two. One. Okay. And that's Brett Chapman, who is waiting in the wings. Hello, Brett. Thank you for being patient. And welcome hey, to the show. You are muted, so you need to unmute yourself. I Great. sure do. Hey, Richard. How are you? I'm, I'm thrilled that you're here. So, like Esther, you also uh, are part of the soap opera world. And you have the distinction. Um, you know, I want to go back. Years ago, there was a show on TV. Um, where uh, Ginger Rogers played a soap opera queen and she was killed off in the show, but she came back as her twin sister uh, so that because everyone wanted her back. But you had a distinction of playing two different characters on General Hospital. Uh, the first character, you want to tell us about? Uh, yeah, the first character was uh, Roger Barstow. He uh, worked for Victor Cassadine, and he uh, unfortunately, like you said, was killed off. He uh, got uh, knocked out and gassed with poisonous gas. It was terrible, but uh, uh, that is the, uh, I guess, uh, summary of his character. So what are you doing now? I mean, are you, I mean, are you keeping very, very busy? Are, are you, you're still with the soap uh, and what's going on uh, in your life? And I know I want to talk about this uh, incredible charity that you're part of as well. And I'm going to bring the information up on the screen. Uh, but where, I mean, where's your home base now and what's going on with you? Uh, well, I'm here in Los Angeles, just, um, you know, getting back to auditioning and, and working after COVID. Um, I've been uh, doing uh, maybe 10 or 10 or 12 episodes of General Hospital, just uh, various characters, and uh, just wrapped on a, a great show on Apple TV Plus called Mrs. American Pie. It's going to be coming out in uh, the summer. It uh, stars Kristen Wiig, Laura Dern is the producer, Ricky Martin is in it, uh, Jason Canella, Leslie Bibb, and the great Carol Burnett. Um, I so couldn't been, find any really talented people for this show other than yourself. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, I can't share too much. I've, I've been cautioned against that, but um, okay. I'll give you the gist of it. It's based on a, on a wonderful book by a lady named Juliet McDaniel called uh, Mr. and Mrs. American Pie. Okay. And um, it's about uh, Kristen Wiig's character. Uh, trying to sort of uh, fit into high society, and um, it's 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 got a lot of heart. It's a really funny show, and uh, just you know having the opportunity to work with Carol and and with all these other amazing amazing actors has has just been a real thrill. Well, Brett, I have to say they've gotten the chance to work with you, so it's a thrill for them. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, so, um, but I mean, trying to get into high society. Um, are you a part of high society, or is it a world that you would want to be a part of? Oh, I don't know about that. I, I would like to. <laughs> I would. I would like to have enough money to live very, very comfortably. But um, you know, high society it seems like a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you about this charity that you're part of, um, and I'm bringing it up: Miracle on Twenty Second Street, uh, which is on the bottom of the screen now. In case anybody wants to get involved. And by the way, Esther, all of your information will, both of this information will be on my YouTube channel. So by all means, anyone who wants to make a contribution and even to the work that Terry's doing with the dogs and everything, 
um, this is the time and the season for giving. So if you're able to do so, by all means, do so. So tell us a little bit about the charity. Yes, thank you. I didn't even know we were going to be talking about this today. So this is great. Uh, I've got lots of surprises. <laughs> I know you've done your research, clearly. Um, Miracle on 22nd Street is a wonderful charity that um, I've been aware of for about uh, 12 years or so. Mm -hmm. um, it's run by uh, a man named Jim Glaub. And uh, the story behind it is basically that Jim started getting about 12 years ago hundreds and hundreds of letters from kids to Santa to his apartment for whatever reason. He still to this day doesn't know why. Um, and he and his partner sort of felt like they couldn't just let those letters sit there on Christmas morning. So they started bringing them to their work and putting the information out on the internet. And they got a massive, massive response from people who just wanted to take a letter and fulfill it and, and make um, a child's Christmas wish come true. And um, it's been going for about 12 years. It's been a massive, massive success. And um, there's still room for, for more elves this year, if anybody's interested. That's wonderful. I'm going to definitely get involved on that because I think it's a wonderful it's thing you're doing. So, um, I, yeah, I'm going to ask you the same two questions that I've asked our other two guests here. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Uh, London, England. I've never been there. I would love to go there. I love, the, I'm, I'm a theater guy at heart and I love the theater scene. So I would love to visit the West End. And uh, to be real honest with you, I haven't been out of the country except for Mexico. So, um, I, I would love to just make that my first trip out of the country. Well, I'm planning a trip to London because Imelda Staunton, Terry knows this about me. I'm a Hello Dolly aficionado. I'm writing a book about all the women who have played Dolly. And Imelda Staunton is going to be playing Dolly in London. And I had tickets to go to her opening night before COVID, and then everything fell apart. But it's been announced that in 2024, she's coming to do the show. So my first trip to London as well. Oh wow, that's amazing! You know, I just I just saw Hello Dolly for the very first time, the the film version, um, uh, about a year ago. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! And well, check out callondolly.com. You'll see all the women who have played Dolly, and a few yeah. men too. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, um, if you found out that you could never perform again, what would you do with your time? Um, you know, it's interesting when you asked that question, I, I, I was thinking you might ask me, I didn't really know how to answer, but, you know, after thinking about it and, and your previous question, I think I would just travel, you know, I would spend a lot of time traveling, experiencing life, experiencing, you know, different, different, uh, areas and cultures and, um, and, and just kind of trying to expand my horizons as much as possible. That's kind of what uh, 2022 has been about for me. So just um, continuing along that path. That's great. And you get to pull your mystery question, which is one or two. Two. Okay. And the question is, if you could be, well, I'm going to, if you were not famous, what would you want to, uh, if you were, what would you want to be famous for? It says, if you could be famous, what would you want to be famous for? I already think you're famous. So uh, if you were infamous, what would you be infamous for? Let's go the opposite direction. Um, you know, I, if I wasn't an actor, I think I'd want to um, be a vocalist. Uh, wow. If I wasn't a vocalist, I, I think I'd maybe want to, I've always been interested in uh, psychology and psychiatry, that type of thing. Wow, that's wonderful. 
-hmm. So we're going to try to bring Barbara Minkus on again in a moment. I'm going to say, first of all, that Barbara is going to be, I mean, uh, both uh, Brad and uh, Esther, you are in LA, so you can go see Barbara. She is phenomenal. She's doing a show called 18 Minutes of Fame, uh, which I saw when she did it in, in New York, and I recommend it. Everybody in LA who sees this show, go and see this. Um, I've got a little surprise for Barbara because Barbara and I, uh, we got each other through COVID virtually. And uh, so Barbara started a, a YouTube series uh, called About Life. And I went on and I pulled a clip that today so that I could share with all of you a clip from the series. It's all available on barbaraminkus.com, which I'll bring up in a moment. So everyone check it out. And here she is, Barbara Minkus from About Life.
that's how you make me feel. Let me remove this so we can see you. <laughs> oh my God, no. That song. I never rehearsed it. Well, that's you did a great job. All ad lib. I mean, I, I never even had one rehearsal. <laughs> I can't believe that's the song you chose. Not, I love it. I loved it. I mean, I've watched every one of your shows, and I love, love, love what you do. Hopefully, Brett will make it back here. I hope that he'll make it back. But no, Brett, I want to ask you, you've got this show opening. Uh, you and your very handsome husband just celebrated a great anniversary. No, tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. Is tomorrow the actual anniversary? Tomorrow is the actual anniversary. Tomorrow is our anniversary party. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I am going to uh, uh, I'm going to mute you for a minute, Terry. Okay, perfect, great. So, Barbara. Yeah. So uh, you're celebrating tomorrow. I'm going to be on stage tomorrow night for the oh. first time in three years uh, with Leroy Ream and uh, Rita Harvey and a lot of phenomenal entertainers. Um, You've got a lot to celebrate right now. I sure do. You know, it's our 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. <laughs> that itself is a miracle. Um, it's it's wonderful. And how ironic that next week I'm, I'm doing my show. It was rescheduled because I was supposed to do it in July. And, uh, oh, and then they rescheduled it. So when they want to do it? The week after my our anniversary party, and what did I say? Because of perseverance, <laughs> you know, said, I did a show a few weeks ago. I do a show on Sunday nights. I'm going to plug that right now with Kasira McKee called the Let That Go Show. <laughs> and just uh, last week, our topic was letting go of holiday stress, and the word stress is in quotation marks because uh, Kasira believes, and I now do as well that it's not really a stress as much is, is it's the fact we overcommit ourselves. Um, are you an overcommitter? Well, I, here's my um, theory in life, okay? The theory. I do one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And I do it as best I can. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I go on to something else. So if you were to ask me, um, do I overcommit? Absolutely. But do I do each thing's one thing at a time, absolutely. You give 150%. I know you always do. You always have. I love you. Uh, you're one of my favorite people on the planet. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. It's the truth. I'm too. Uh, but I want to ask you, um, I mean, this, will this be the first time that you've done the show since COVID? This is the first time. And I've rewritten it with Susan Morgenstern, who is my wonderful co conspirator and <laughs> co-conspirator uh, to make it uh, holiday friendly. So I've added a whole bunch of holiday stories and songs. And uh, I got a great Santa Claus story with a picture when I was a little girl, you know, my dad owned a department store. And one of the things that he had at the department store, which I just loved was a real live Santa Claus every Christmas in the toy department. How many kids grow up with that? That's great. Well, I want to tell everybody today is National Christmas Card Day, believe it or not. There is a day, a holiday for that. Um, and I'm going to go back to you, Esther. Um, do you exchange Christmas cards? Uh, do you get a lot of Christmas cards? What's your take on Christmas cards in this holiday season? Uh, 
Yes, I, 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 I like Christmas cards. Um, I, I like, I like writing them. I like giving them. I like receiving them. So I, I do enjoy Christmas cards. So I'm going to unmute you now, Terry. Um, I pulled some questions here. These are all holiday uh, centric questions uh, so that we can all celebrate together today. And Terry, the question is, um, you know, as we're wrapping up this year, what do you consider the most valuable lesson that you've learned this year? That every little moment can be your happiest moment. You know, I had an experience that was amazing and uh, it was kind of like a, it wasn't a dream, it was an awake dream. When I was trying and all, it was trying to see what were, what were the things that really made me happy. And all of this stuff started flooding in. A drive to, a, a drive to the country, a visit with my friend, you know, all these small little things that we don't think are, are anything, are the things that really make us happy. Was there a specific pivotal moment that really gave you this awakening this year? No, it, it kind of, I, th I think I saw something on TV about, about what made someone happy and it made me ask myself. And it, it, it was kind of an, a, an awakening because all of these events, small events in my life started flooding in and, um, it was, it was quite wonderful. It was quite wonderful. Well, really. it's great that you learned that lesson. Uh, many people don't ever get to that point where they realize that. So uh, this is it. This is all. This is it. And this is, a, this is a happy moment. It's a happy moment. I'm enjoying this. Um, speaking of happy moments, Brett, uh, what are three things that always make you smile? Three things? Yes. Breakfast is served, lunch is served, and dinner is served. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, when I was on the road traveling a lot, one of my favorite wor two words in the word world. Do you know what they are? What's that? Room service. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I love it. At the end of the night when you're doing a show, going back to your room, turning on the TV and having dinner served. So oh. great, great answer. Um, <laughs> you want my real answer? No, it, well, I well, I would take that as your real answer, but you can give us another answer if you'd like. Oh, uh, uh, three things: uh, the sound of a baby's laugh, um, the sound of um, my nephew and niece's voices, and um, that sound right on opening when a show is right about to open, the curtains right about to open, and you're standing in the wings. That sound. Yeah. That's mm. All of us who were in this business were lucky enough. It, hopefully, we're lucky enough to hear that sound. And Barbara, yeah. next week you're going to hear that sound loud and clear. So Thanks. I'm looking forward to hearing that sound tomorrow night. Uh, Esta, uh, what made you laugh the hardest this year? <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, I, I was in South Africa and I was spending time with a friend of mine, Rudy, and we just started laughing really about nothing. And 
it's just when you can find joy in nothing in like it doesn't even have to be something funny it's just having joy in in being together with someone you love and you can just enjoy the moment that is a beautiful thing um i totally agree that's great uh Terry, as we're going into the next year, what's something that you truly want to accomplish next year? I would like to get into, you know, more and more venues up here. You know, I'm a Catskill girl now. Yeah. You know, it's like Broadway to the Borscht Belt. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's, there's an incredibly vibrant musical community up here. And, um, there's a there's a ton of open mics and a ton of really talented people and we're we're doing a lot of we're doing a lot of stuff so just keeping keeping being involved in that and starting to get booked more regularly in some of the smaller venues up here well the best way to do is to write to three different venues every day one of them is going to hit it's going to happen good idea uh barbara yeah what's your favorite holiday and why Ooh. Well, I I like both Christmas and Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. I, I buy Christmas Hanukkah because I grew up with Christmas being so important because of my dad's store mm-hmm. and and it was it was just the most joyous time and how many kids have Santa Claus to talk to every day? No, he didn't want me to sit on his lap because I weighed 185 pounds and he said, Little girl, you weigh oh, 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 you weigh more than Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> I will share something with you, and I've shared this on the show before. I, I wanted to fire him, and I begged him not to because I love tradition, and I love the tradition of Santa and Christmas. That takes me to Hanukkah. I love having Hanukkah at that, my house. And I a fantastic mm-hmm. vodka. I want you to say it. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and I love watching my grandchildren, you know, who are all under seven, open their little gifts. And I have great, I, I have great joy watching people open gifts that I give them. Oh, it's great. I was Santa Claus, believe it or not, at Gimbel's department store uh, in New York. I was their Wednesday Santa Claus. When I first came to New York, it was one of my first survival jobs. And I'm convinced that I'm the reason that Gimbel's went out of business. <laughs> No. Um, so, uh, Brett, I mean, you've already mentioned the fact that you would love to travel. And uh, but if you could go anywhere for the holidays, where would it be? New York to see to see my family. Are you going to make it? Uh, you know, I saw them pretty recently. I don't think I'm going to make it this year, but I made it uh, just before Thanksgiving. So um, probably in the summer, be in the next year. Yeah, that's great. But there's nothing like New York at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So I love it. Um, Esther, what yeah. random acts of kindness did you give or receive this year? Oh my goodness, so so many random acts of kindness have I received um, from my brother, my brother Hanko. He's was just just so amazing, and oh, so many people I. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I can't even just, wow, I, 
so many. I can't even think of. Okay. Yeah, just so many. Okay, I'm going to unmute Terry again. And uh, -oh. um, uh Terry, if you could invent a holiday, what would it, what would it be called? And would it be, and uh, and how would it be celebrated? <laughs> oh, let's just go for Richard Skipper Day. <laughs> everybody can come and celebrate. Oh my god. Good party. Thank you. Well, every day with me is a celebration, you know that. Um, thank you for that. Uh, Barbara, if you could learn a new skill this coming year, what it would, uh, if you could learn a new skill this coming year, what would it be? I'd love to learn how to skate. Ice skate. Yes. And, and, and roller skate, but ice skate. And why? I had a very strange childhood because I'm very short and I was very obese. So I never got to do anything athletic. And now I'm still short, <laughs> but uh, I weigh 98 pounds today. Um, and so the, I, I try to do things that I could have never done when I was younger and, and was didn't want people to laugh at me because I was couldn't do it. So I'm I'm game for anything, including ice skating, roller skating, and playing tennis. So Barbara, let's make a commitment to each other that you and I are going to go ice skating at Rockefeller Center next Christmas. Oh, I will personally give you that. Okay, but I'm going to hold me up. <laughs> oh my God! You don't have to hold me up anymore. <laughs> I love hold it. me up. Just hold me up. I I love that. So, Brett, this is the age-old question I'm going to ask you. Would you rather cook the holiday meal or clean it up? Um, <clears throat> I would rather clean it up. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, okay. I'm okay in the kitchen. I'm not horrible, but um, I, I, I would probably choose somebody else to cook the holiday meal over myself. I love to cook, but I hate the cleanup. And really? it's, it's, it's worked out perfectly for Danny and me. I, I do the cooking and he cooks too, but I cook and he'll do the cleanup. So I know exactly what you mean. Perfect. Um, I don't mind it. Yeah. So Esta, what yeah. is your favorite holiday cookie? My favorite holiday cookie. We didn't, we didn't grow up in South Africa with holiday cookies. Wow. But if well, I, had, I had to pick something here. Do you have a favorite cookie? No. Well, I, like, Esther, I like cake and, 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 and like cupcakes. Do you <laughs> I eat, like, well, let me ask you this. Do you eat cookies? No, not really. I like the real cupcakes. Cakes and cake. Okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's a wonderful company called Cheryl's Cookies. Um, she, if anyone knows that uh, how to get in touch with her, call her and tell her she should sponsor the show. But her cookies are phenomenal. Cheryl's Cookies. Uh, and uh, I would send you a box of cookies just so that you could try them out. They are just incredible. Oh, wow. So make sure I get your address. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you some cookies. Oh, thank uh, you so, so much. So, Terry, I'm going to get back to you. And um, 
If you could wish for one thing this holiday season, what would it be? No more war. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's We're all in on that one. Yeah. Um, so, Barbara, you've already mentioned the fact growing up you're with your father in the department store. Maybe you're going to go there. Maybe you'll go in another direction. But what's your favorite holiday memory? My favorite holiday memory is I mean, Christmas and uh, Christmas time. It is that after the store closed, which, you know, was we were all very tired because all of us helped daddy, my dad, my mother, my sister and myself. We, I, we would wrap gifts and we would go get boxes, my sister and I. So afterwards was a very big deal that we went across the street to the Schmitz. And the Schmidt, Paul Schmidt was the coroner in Chicago. Mm. And they had a Christmas party. Oh, my goodness. It was magic, magic. And we just loved going there after being so tired for helping my dad. And then the next day we would drive down to Florida to see to be with my grandparents in Sarasota, Florida. It was a, it, it, a wonderful time for me very special time because I got to see my grandparents. I got to experience this incredible time of, of Christmas like I'd never experienced. I mean, I've, I've never seen such beautiful dishes. Cookies, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, it was, a, it was really magical. That's great. Uh, Brad, if you could share a meal, going back to meals with you, uh, if you could share a meal with one famous historical figure, living or past, who would it be and why? Elvis. Elvis. I, I You were playing Elvis music on the way in, too. I heard yes. that. Um, yes. Um, no, I just I just think that the guy just uh, changed changed music um, for the better. And I think uh, that he uh, came from very humble beginnings and worked his way up. And I, I really expect uh, respect and admire that. And um, I have some questions for him about it. Great. I'm going to give another shameless plug here. Um, a few weeks ago, I interviewed Sally Hodell. She is an Elvis Presley historian. And wow. she wrote a book about, it was almost as if he was predestined to pass away at an early age. Not because of what we would think, but because of the history of health in his family and his own health issues. So it's on YouTube. Everyone check it out if you haven't seen it already. Um and Esther, if you could choose one dish to have at your holiday get-together, what would that dish be? Turkey. <laughs> I love turkey. Me too. Oh. I okay. love turkey, yeah. And do you cook as well? No, I'm not very good at cooking. The secret is in brining, which I've learned to do. And I brine my turkey every year. There's nothing like it. Um. Terry, what was your favorite show or song this year? Let me make sure that you're unmuted. My favorite show or song this year? Mm -hmm. You mean new song? It, I haven't learned a new song since Clive Barnes was a girl. What are you talking about? <laughs> People go, why don't you do some new songs, Terry? I'm like, no, I don't. Well, what about a favorite uh, show that you saw this year? Um. What did I see? 
I can't, I can't remember. I'm having a moment. It pops into your head. I'm, I'm having, I'm, I saw a, a friend of mine, I'll give her an unabashed plug, Patty Greco. Do you know, do you know Patty? I don't. Do you know Patty Greco? Check her out on YouTube. She, um, she did a show this year and she's probably one of the finest singers I have ever heard. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, she was very big in the, in the eighties in the, um, in the Catskills when it was still happening up here a lot. She did a lot of, um, did a lot of, uh, cruise ship work and stuff like that, but she's, she's kind of a little celebrity up here and I just adore her. And if you get to check her out, I'm going to look her up. That's great. Thank you for that. Uh, Barbara, what's a new habit that you created this year? <laughs> I'm just so, I sound so narcissistic. No, <laughs> go for it. Well, you know, I recently became all blonde. <laughs> so my habit is, enjoy is enjoying it because it's the it is so much better than being gray. <laughs> oh, well, I like the gray. I love gray. Oh, no, beautiful I love yellow. <laughs> yellow on gray. It's perfect. So it's habit. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I really like it. the yellow shampoo. Well, good for you. Uh, Brad, do you decorate? And if so, what's an ornament that you will never get rid of? Um, I don't normally decorate. Um, because I am a single guy living in a house and I don't have a family now, not that that's an excuse. I probably should decorate, but, um, I do have this Christmas ornament, um, that, uh, we've, I've, I've kept for 20, 30 years. It's just a, it's just a picture of uh, me on Santa Claus's lap when, when I was four and it's just a cool little memory. It's a great Christmas ornament. Uh, I know what you mean. I have a photograph of my father and me. When I, and you may have seen it, Barbara. Um, it, it's a photograph of me uh, with an electric train set with my I, father. I've seen it. And it is one of my favorite. I mean, every I, I, I tear up thinking about it. It's just those times with my parents. It was just wonderful. Um, Esther, this is an interesting question. Get ready. Uh, if you could design your own ugly holiday sweater, what would it look like? I like how you say your own ugly sweater. Well, you know that ugly sweaters are now the thing. Do you know about this? Uh-uh. Yes. Look it up. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Everyone's wearing them. Whoopi Goldberg has her own line of ugly Christmas sweaters. Okay. So it's got to be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just something with a lot of colors and um lots of like colors maybe santa on the toilet or something <laughs> <laughs> that's an ugly christmas sweater yeah. um, uh terry question i'm scared i'm very scared now richard yeah would you rather eat at the kids or grown-ups table and why oh the grown-ups table Okay. I, you know, I, um, I have an, a, another sideline that I do, which is, is face painting, mm -hmm. um, company. And I do a lot with kids. Good for you. And I would rather not do it when I don't have to. Yeah. 
and I don't get to sit down with a lot of adults a, a lot of the time, so that would be good. Okay. Uh, Barbara, what makes your heart happy? Oh, so many things. I, I love to see people that I know or, or people I don't even know that are experiencing something that they really see joy. And I, 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 and I love seeing people laugh. You know, Brett, you mentioned Elvis. I can't stop watching that new movie. Because it's great. It's, mm -hmm. Well, to me, it's he's brilliant. He is brilliant. Absolutely. But it, and I recommend that movie. I recommend so many things to people. And it gives me a lot of joy to see them enjoying it. You know, whether it's a book or or a, a movie or a show, it it makes me like just like watching people open gifts that I give them. It just it's better than receiving it. I love watching people get joy. That's great. And Brett, um, this is going to be the last question, and it's a, again a food question for you. So, what popular holiday dish do you dislike, and why? Um, Fruitcake, because it's disgusting. I don't know <laughs> why anybody would ever eat that. Um, it's terrible. The other night I was watching uh, there on uh, on the cooking channel. They their exercise was to come up with a new version of the fruitcake, and it was amazing what they were putting into it. It was, I mean, it looked very interesting. So we're going to do a giveaway, and what I've decided to do is a giveaway today. And Esther, I want your address because I'm going to send you cookies. Oh, I'm going to send some cookies, and let's see. Uh, I am going to find out who our winner is today. Thank you all for being here. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Natasha Lombardi, I've got your address. So get ready, Natasha. We're going to talk. Uh, give me a call later. Uh, we'll figure something out. So I want to thank you all for being here today. Um, I'm going to do my closing remarks. And then I'm going to turn it over to you, Esther. And then you will pick the next person, and that person will pick the next person until one person's left. The last person standing, don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. Um, and it can be about something that we've talked about today that you want to build upon, something that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message that you want to leave everybody with today, it, whether it be on topic with what we talked about or something that we didn't talk about that you wish we had. I picked the word perseverance today. Um, and I picked this word uh, last week uh, when Barbara reached out to me and said that she wanted to do this show. Because to me, Barbara, you epitomize this word in this business. Um, and I say that with the utmost respect to you because we learn so much through your show what perseverance is in a business where people are constantly shutting doors in your face, or I mean, if nothing else, um, your uh, your opening night in uh, Hyman Kaplan. I mean, it's just the things that happen that we have no control over. So your show, I recommend it to everybody. I'm going to pull it up on the screen again. If you were in the LA area, please go see it. It's 18 minutes of fame. Uh, the details will be on YouTube. And if for any reason you're not going to be in LA and you can't go see it, send a friend, tell other people about it because it's important. Um, I'm writing a new show. 
called Plate Spinners, Jugglers, and Richard Skipper, Tales of a Lifetime in Show Business. The title comes to me because when Donald Smith, who created the cabaret convention, said, was asked if I was going to be in the cabaret convention, his response was, if we have people like Richard Skipper in the cabaret convention, what's next? Plate spinners and jugglers? I don't look at that as a negative. I've embraced it. I am proud to be among the plate spinners and the jugglers of the world. My career has been about spinning plates and juggling. So I embrace it. I'm bringing it on. Um, I end all of my shows by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Um, I've stepped away from Facebook temporarily. Um, I pop in once a month just to say hi and to see who's there. But sit down for a moment and listen to the silence. And in that silence, think of someone that you haven't spoken to in a while and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message a phone call, and let that person know how they matter in your life. It's important that we do so while they're here instead of celebrating them after they've gone. Um, I see all of the outpouring for Kirstie Alley. And a few months ago, people were attacking her on social media. So celebrate them while they're here. It's important that we do so. I have a dear friend, Sean Moniger, and he always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. But someone pointed out to me an incredible meme. It says, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different types of boats. Some are in uh, sailboats, some are on yachts, some are in canoes, some are in kayaks, some are pushing barges upstream. I don't care what kind of a boat you're going to be on. Just make sure that when you do so, you have a skipper by your side. And on that note, I will leave the screen. And Esther, I'm turning it over to you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me on your show. And uh, what a lovely experience. And the word perseverance is such a beautiful word. And, um, so important for us to just keep going, even when things look hard and impossible and difficult, to just never to keep going no matter what, you know, just keep going. And to also believe in others when they feel it's hard. So keep going, people, never give up. Thank you. Pick the next person. Oh, I have to pick the next person. Greg, you go. Take it away. Me. Okay. Um, so on your theme of perseverance, I've um, given myself a little fitness journey this year of uh, running uh, 1,000 miles in 2022. I'm about 900, almost 900, and so I'm getting there. Um, but be beyond just the physical shape, I've just learned so much about perseverance and about sticking with it and about the journey and how the journey is more important than the destination. And uh, that applies not only to running, that applies to life, that applies to acting, that applies to anything that, that you're trying to pursue in life. Um, remember to show up every day and keep showing up. And uh, remember that the journey is the most important thing. 
And thank you so much, Richard, for having me on the show. And uh, I'm going to pick uh, Barbara. Well, Brett, you just said what my whole thing in life is, is, is that it's not about the result. It's really about living the journey. And the result will come as it's, as it's supposed to be. And it may not be exactly what you wanted. But if you look at life half full, which is also important, rather than half empty, you can find something really wonderful about the result, even though it may not be the what you think you wanted. So perseverance and living life to the fullest and and not writing a script, that's that's very important. I'm, I'm looking forward to the show, and I don't know if there'll be five people in the audience or <clears throat> I, I, I just love being and doing. And, and that's, that's my whole mission, being, being in life. Thank you. Mm -mm. I guess it's me. Well, the, the, the title of Perseverance is near and dear to my heart. Because I remember when I was just a young baby performer, I saw this, this very interesting man, queen performer, who was in probably in his 60s, donning a wig and being fabulous. And I said to myself, I want to do that when I grow up. Or I wanted to be able to still be doing that at that age. And um, then I met recently, and she was one of the shows I forgot to mention, Miss Marilyn May. And she has been a huge uh, um, power of example that you never give up. You, you, because art will, will keep you young. What makes you happy will keep you young. And wanting to stay and keep doing it, um, no matter, no matter how, how old you may get, you know, we're always, what is the word? Young at heart. And with that, I wish you all a hugely happy holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah season, and may you find love in every step you take. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.